0: The Marcus Deacon Show. (laughs) What's the story, guys? Thanks for joining us. We have got another fantastic interview coming up right now. If you saw the fights last weekend, we got the winner of Fight of the Night, Julian Juicy J. Arosa. I mean, you, you don't get any tougher than that. Everyone's been asking, when are we back in the studio? We are back in there real soon. We just had a couple of obstacles that we had to jump over but it's going to be happening before you can say, how's your father? Thanks very much for joining us. And would you please welcome to the Marcus Deegan show. Let's hear it for Julian Juicy J
1: Arosa. What's up, brother? How's it going, brother? Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it, brother. Where exactly are you right now? Where am I? I'm, uh, I live in Las Vegas. So uh, I'm just right in Henderson right now.
0: In my house. Oh, we're, we're just up the road from each other.
1: Yeah. You said Las yeah. Vegas. good shit. You must not live far from me then. Yeah,
0: man, I'm, I'm right up there in uh, the Southern Highlands, not that far away from Henderson yeah, at all. Yeah, hell yeah.
1: It's so awesome. tell us,
0: man, it's been a few days now. Now that everything's kind of chilled out a little bit, you're home, everything's kind of settled in. Um, how's the thoughts right now? How's the feelings right now? Have you watched the fight back?
1: Yeah, uh, I came home and watched the fight immediately back. I really was, you know, there's a couple of things I obviously couldn't remember or, you know it's different when you're in the fight versus watching the fight. So I, wrote, I just wanted to go back and watch the fight and just see kind of how close it was and uh, and kind of how I felt about certain things. And so I watched it back pretty immediately. Um, and oh yeah, man, it was a great fight. And uh, but it, the thing about it is like I just love doing that. Like I like if you come watch me spar with some of the guys I spar, like you'll see something pretty similar to that. Maybe not as bloody, maybe not as crazy, but. I mean, we get after it as well. And so, like, for me, it was just a fight for me. Um, and then I really didn't understand the kind of the, uh, the, um, the, 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 cra- the craziness that it was until I watched it later on that night. Um, because, obviously, you know, it's something that I just normally do, and I, I enjoy doing it. And, uh, and after watching the fight, you know, I, I really, um, I'm really happy that I had an opponent like Steven Peterson that was willing to uh, uh, be able to go the three rounds with me and, and put on such an epic fight like that.
0: I think um, as UFC fans, one thing, a combination of everything that we love about the fights was in your fight on Saturday night. You know, you had it in the first round, he came out and hurt you in the second. Um, It was back and forth the whole time. Um, You were bleeding, he was bleeding. Came down to the third round, it was neck and neck. Um, It was a of what was gonna happen. The spinning back fist that dropped him was just, everyone was jumping out of their seats. You could hear them cheering from Australia. And then of course, comes right down to the very end split decision But which way is it going to go is it going to go this way is it going to go that way did the takedowns have an effect i believe they did would you agree with that
1: yeah i think i won the first round i think he got the second round and uh and even even then both those rounds are pretty close um and you never know with these judges and then uh, the third round i I felt like it was really close um but i did get the takedowns and so i was hoping that's what separated it for us and um uh, you know, luckily, it worked out good for me. But I think there was a couple of uh, split decisions that night. And I think there's one judge out there that was uh, judging on Saturday night that really, really wasn't making good judgment calls. I think he was, uh, you know, there's every once in a while, there'll be a, a judge that's kind of going opposite of the other two judges. And I think that's what kind of happened. Because, like, I watched the fight, and I felt like I won it 29-28. I think it should have been unanimous 29-28. But it is what it is. They still got it right. But there was definitely a, a judge in there that was kind of getting things wrong. I think I think the uh, Sean Strickland fight was a split decision, which is really, uh, really weird to me. I think Sean definitely won that fight unanimously. For some reason, there was a judge that had it the other way. and I think that's the same judge that probably had it the other way for me as well. So, um, uh, and that's why they always say, you, you never let it go to the judges. And I was trying, my damnedest not to let it go to the judges. I did everything I could, but, like I said, man, Stephen Peterson's a tough son of a bitch, and, uh, and so am I. So um, neither one of us were uh, we're gonna fold, and and uh, we had to go to the judges uh, on Saturday, and luckily they, I felt like they did it right. They did it right by me. Now, is that fight, is that something that you would run back again because
0: it was so close, or are you just in the mindset of, yeah, I'm done now. Let me move on to the next.
1: I mean, of course, like. <laughs> Like I love like those types of fights. those are my favorite fights and 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 since everybody loved it just as much as we did, I probably wouldn't have an, uh, an issue running it back with stephen pearson. I don't think uh, I mean the uFC doesn't really like to have people run things back unless it's like you know title defenses or like uh like really big name dudes but um I think i I mean who knows i mean if he'd want it i mean i would probably i mean I'd be down for it you know it, it definitely uh ended well for me you know financially so. I wouldn't have a problem doing that again, because that's really what I'm looking forward to. Uh, I'm always pushing for fight of the nights, performance bonuses, um, because, you know, that's where the big money's at. And so for me, uh, that's always, you know, what I'm pushing for. And that's the whole reason why I called him out in the beginning and was really trying to get this fight from the jump was because I knew a guy like Peterson uh, would uh, create a fight like that. And that's what I was looking forward to. Well, instead of 50 G's baby, it was 100 G's
0: baby. um, Plus... Plus, uh, that, that, that's got to be a really put a, put a real big smile on your face walking out of the octagon. And when I say put a smile on your face, you look fresh as brother. You, you look like you haven't
1: been touched. Yeah, you know, uh, I'm actually pretty, you know, I, I don't know if it's like my skin or what the situation is, but I seem to uh, heal up pretty quick. The next morning, I was a bit bruised up, but, um, you know, it only takes me about a day, day and a half to really get that superficial stuff kind of out of there. Um Uh, but yeah, you know, I actually had no idea until, you know, I would say maybe a couple hours after the fight that I got the hundred grand. Uh, I knew that I won and I knew I got my show money. I got my win money and I got 30% from his show money. So I was already super elated about that because I knew I was going to walk away with more than what I thought was I was going to run a walk away with. And then probably about, uh, maybe like 20 minutes after the fight concluded my manager, Jason house called me and, uh, and I know the only reason why he calls, especially right after fights is because of bonuses. So I knew like my intuition, like I knew in my heart that he was calling about bonuses. And sure enough, he was just there to confirm that I had won the fight of the night. And that not only do I get my own $50,000 with that since he missed away, I also get his $50,000. So, you know, instead of two checks, I ended up getting five checks that night. So uh, it's, it really worked out for me. And it's, you know, the biggest score that I've had it, it, as, a, as a fighter but I felt like it was kind of well-deserved in the sense of, uh, kind of coming full circle. You know, my last two wins besides that, you know, I fought Jordan and I fought Nate Landwehr and both those were bonus worthy fights. You know, I've jumping need, uh, Nate Landwehr. And then I darst choked, uh, Jordan after a really fun fight. And I thought I should have uh, been a contender for those, uh, five of the nights or performance bonuses and didn't get those. And, um, you know, I was a little disappointed by that. And, uh, And so uh, on Saturday to get a double bonus like that, you know, has really made up for it. And, um, you know, it's one of those things that if you just stay the path and you just believe in yourself, things will come full circle. And I feel like that's kind of what happens every night for me.
0: And what what better person to give you that kind of news than one of the biggest sweethearts on the planet, Mr. Jason House himself? Um, Jason's such a great guy, and I, I just love his management team. Everyone's such a big family there. I've had the privilege of talking to a whole bunch of the fighters from Iridium, and it's been nothing but a, it's been nothing but a great experience. We all get our hair cut at the same place, yeah. Elliot Co. Slash the Garrison. So make sure you go and check them out. Now a lot of people are looking at you and they're thinking, "Man, where have I seen him before?" Well, I, I tell you what, he was on one of my favorite seasons of The Ultimate Fighter, and I'm I'm thinking it's about six years ago now, as a brother. Is it about six years ago?
1: 2016. Yep, it was about six years ago. I was a. You know, if you look back, I look a bit. You uh, and my wife will look back at some of those photos, and I look like a, I look a bit younger than I do now. And uh, you know, we always t- we always talk about it like me being the young juice back then when I was uh, super naive, didn't know shit about anything, uh, and it was just there having a good time and and I'm just so naive to the world of MMA and and it's such a different situation than it was back then. But you know, I was just you know full of life and just loved fighting back then and had no idea about all the intricacies of being in the UFC, getting paid, you know, any of that stuff. I just truly enjoyed fighting. And it was, I was such an innocent character uh, of who I am today. So uh, it's always time to go back and watch those fights.
0: Well, I think the beauty about being on a TV show like that is that is a part of a, a historic part of your life. That's captured forever. You can go back and look at that when you're 80 years old and then you can, you can, in a sense feel that feeling again what it was like to be there in that moment so in a sense you're you're kind of eternal right
1: yeah exactly you know it's one of those things that you know we'll never leave you know it'll always be ingrained in UFC or in Ultimate Fighter 22 and it was uh, you know it was such a big season you know Conor McGregor was just getting popular i think it was the very first season where the coaches weren't going to fight each other it was just like more of like a rivalry thing like the Americans versus Europeans and, uh, you know, and I didn't realize how big it was until after the situation, you know. And, uh, and even now, even to this day, like even right now, I realize that it was way bigger than I had anticipated or even knew even like years afterwards. And so, yeah, uh, it's just it's really cool to, to have been a part of that, you know, even just being on the contenders as well. Like, you know, I've basically done, you know, the majority of the things you can do as a UFC fighter, been in and out so many times. And, uh, and nowadays, with everything being recorded and, and taped, you'll never lose that. You know, it's always going to be a part of you. So when you say you've pretty much done everything there
0: is to do in the USC, what do you think is, I mean, is, is there still goals? Do you, do you, are you hungry now that you had that, you know, great win on the weekend and got all that good cash? Does that make you want more of that now?
1: Oh, for sure. You know, I it, you, you can never lose sight of what got you into this. You know, I started doing MMA because I truly enjoyed it, and it, it was a hobby. You know, my coach always says you can't lose sight that one at one given point you were paying to do this. You were paying to go into the gym and get your butt kicked on a, a nightly basis, and you paid these guys every month your membership, hundred dollars, two hundred dollars whatever it was. You paid to do this. Now you're getting paid to do it, but you can't lose sight that it was a hobby and it should still be a hobby. And so for me, I'm always a, uh, a hobbyist when it comes to martial arts. And I always want to be uh, uh, the best martial artist I can be. And so for me, um, regardless of the fights or whatever is going on, win, lose or draw, I always want to get back to the drawing board and get in there and just and learn and become a better martial artist. You know, I I always tell people, you know, I'm a brown belt, but I, I don't think I can I don't think I could go to a grappling uh, situation or a session. And if a white belt has something to show me, I can still learn from them. So there's no reason for me to shut that kind of stuff out and uh, and to always really strive to learn more and more. And uh, I think that's what keeps me uh, hungry in the fight game. Uh, It just, you know, it keeps keeps me a little more level headed. You know, I always can learn. I always want to get better. And uh, I think that's what fighting does for me uh, in general. Um, that's great. So when are you, when are you feeling like
0: getting back in there again?
1: Oh man. I mean, every day is a fight for us. You know, we, we train so hard in and out of the gym. Um, but uh, I think, uh, you know, they had me suspended for 30 days. The fight was pretty tough. So, uh, I think they're gonna, um, uh, you know, I would, I'm looking forward to maybe like May or June. I mean, honestly, I'm pretty healthy, you know, just to jump back in would be okay. But, uh, you know, it's all about finding the right opponent, you know, and that's the whole you know, Stephen Peterson's really the old one, the first guy I ever really got to fight that I actually kind of chose. So um, it would be nice to maybe set something up similar to that where I can fight somebody that uh, you know would be a fun matchup like that. Because that's really what I'm looking for. I don't, you know, I'm not necessarily trying to fight Max Holloway or Volkanovski or some of these top named name dudes. I want to fight someone that's gonna. You know, I mean, obviously, I think Holloway would be a fun fight because I got you know, obviously, you know, he's down to bang too, but. I'm looking for guys that are going to put fights on like me and Steven did, you know. I feel like me and Steven were pretty evenly matched, um, uh, especially with our toughness, our durability, and our, our willingness to fight. And so that's more of what I'm looking for. I'm, I'd rather have a fight like me and Steven had than to uh, be talking about belts or top three or top five or top ten or whatever that situation is. I really take pride in, uh, and really enjoy those types of fights that I have with Steven because I know that other fighters – watched me and Steven, and we're like, man, those two guys really laid it all out there. And that's really what I think fighting is about. It's about being vulnerable in those in those spots and seeing, you know, and seeing, are you are you willing to push past and and really give it everything you have? And I, I feel like me and Steven did that. And so I feel like, you know, moving forward, my next opponent, I, I want to make or find somebody that's willing to do the same. So one of your old rivals, Patty
0: Pimblett, is now uh, fighting for the UFC promotion. Um, talking about running things back is—is uh, is that something that's crossed your mind? I mean, now that you guys are both in uh, um, the UFC, obviously the weight—the weight's going to be a bit different. But is that something that you thought about?
1: For sure, you know. Uh, obviously, when Patty came in, they were talking about me and Patty, especially being on the same card. I took that fight short notice against Jordan and we ended up being on the same card. So, like, that was always one of the big—you know—the big questions, you know, before and after and during that fight was the whole Patty thing. You know he's doing his own thing. I'm doing my own thing. We're at two different weight classes. If he ever decided to make it to featherweight, I'd be down. And honestly, after uh, after that last fight with Jordan, when um, people were asking me about it, I was like, yeah, you know, if he comes a featherweight, I'd fight him. But when I really think about it, there's a few. I mean, there's only the only reason why I don't fight at 55 is because of a few guys. Like, because some guys are just so big and strong. Like I would never want to fight like a guy like uh, like Khabib or you know some of these guys that like are walking really heavy and are big and strong um you don't really want to see those guys just because of the weight and so i i mean patty has made featherweight before and i fought him before right. so i don't think that whole weight thing would be a big deal although that that dude does balloon up pretty big i mean if you see what he looks like now he looks like he ate patty family so it's like i don't know what's going on with that <laughs> Uh, I mean, I don't think I would ne- necessarily be opposed to fighting him. Even if it was at 55, um, I feel like I'd want to get a little bit, you know, uh, you know, a little bit of a payday to do that as well, to move up and fight him there. Uh, cause right now I'm a featherweight, you know, I, and I, and I've been making kind of a statement in the featherweight division. So, uh, yep. instead of taking one of like these random, like fun fights or like a, a fan favorite fights because, you know, Patty wants to fight me or whatever, maybe he does I don't know, but, uh. Instead of doing that, you know, I want to keep pushing as a featherweight and see how, how far I can make it, you know, as a featherweight and, and see how I do here. If he wants to come down, by all means, I will sign the, on the dotted line immediately. If he comes down to featherweight, I would totally – I would take that fight next, no problem. But, you know, to move up, wait, and uh, and fight him there, you know, it's just a bit different. And, uh, you know, there's obviously a lot of variables that go into, into fighting and contracts and, and who the UFC wants to see you fight. But I think that's a fight that uh, I think everybody can get behind.
0: Well, I mean, everything that you're doing is obviously right. You're moving forward in the right direction. Um, you're on a real good streak right now. Uh, you, you just uh, made a few more dents, uh, you know, in your legacy by the fantastic performance uh, that, you know, the entertainment that you guys provided was just second to none and everybody loved it. So... Once again, thank you very much for that. Now, is fighting something that you talk about out when you're not working or when you're not training for a fight? Is, something, is fighting that you talk about that with your mates or like when you're just sitting around just having a chat? Does, is it
1: always about fighting? Well, you know, obviously a lot of the friends that I have and a lot of the, uh, the people that are close to me, you know, are really intertwined with the fighting community. So, like, obviously, like, you know, when we get together, we watch fights um, and we talk about fighting as well. But, um, uh, you know, I... I am a fighter by heart, but, uh, you know, outside of fighting, I just try to enjoy myself. You know, we all, I think, I think most fighters are like that where, you know, when they're outside of fighting, we train, you know, we train day in and day out, we fight and stuff. So like when we're outside of that, we kind of want to just decompress and just relax and enjoy ourselves and, and maybe kind of keep that a little bit separated. Um, but yeah, for sure. Obviously it always comes back around to fighting because most of the time, times we're talking about upcoming fights. We have a lot of teammates that are fighting, you know, uh, it's always something somebody's always got something coming up. So uh, it's always kind of on our mind, but I have no problem with that. I enjoy, uh, you know, discussing fights and watching fights, but every so often it's nice to just really escape. And I feel like those are the guys I can do that with. Cause they understand where I'm coming from. So speaking of that, so what do you do here in this
0: town? Are you someone that goes to shows? Do you like to, you know, do you like to gamble? What do you do here in Vegas to relax?
1: I am, I am a pretty avid poker player, but I try to stay away from that. Uh, you know, so <laughs> I only play, I only play you know, maybe a couple times a month. But uh, for fun, what I really like to do is a lot of, especially me and a, a lot of my um, uh, training partners and stuff, we really enjoy ca- uh, hiking, like camping and stuff like that. So we'll go to Gold Strike, we'll go hike Gold Strike, we'll go to Arizona Hot Springs, we're we'll one of the Red Rocks, and kind of just like, uh, you know, take a hike and uh, and just kind of enjoy the uh, the scenery and and just kind of take it all in. You know, I think it's something that Vegas really provides really well out here is is the hiking. Um, the red rocks are amazing. Um, and obviously, you know there's only sometimes you can go the summertime, you know you, it's it's difficult to get out there because it's one hundred and twenty degrees. but when we can, like this time, like right now, the winter, the spring, the fall, it's the perfect time perfect. to, go, some hike, go hit some hot springs up and and just really kind of decompress in the nature. And, uh, and that's what, that's one thing I do like doing here in Vegas. Okay. Well then just, just real quick,
0: just before we bounce, let's, uh, let's just, just cap. I, I want to know your picks for the main event and for the co-main event for UFC 271 this weekend. It's, um, we against, uh, Izzy. Uh, it's the, it's a run back. What do you think? I mean, Izzy destroyed him the first time around it was a KO in the second round. What do you think it's going to go like this time?
1: I think you know. I think I got to go with Izzy as, uh, as well in this one. You know, the guy's just uh, pretty much hasn't really shown any chinks in his armor. Obviously, he lost to Juan Blockerwitz, but that was a weight class. And I actually had uh, uh, Blockerwitz winning that fight, which he did. Mm. Um, but I think it was just more of a size thing. You know, they were saying, "Oh, well, he's only he's only uh, 20 pounds heavier," but when you're talking about a 205er versus an 85er, there's 20 pounds in between those weight classes, but like it's a whole di- it's a lot more weight because you got to uh, you got to think about where they're coming down from or what they're cutting from. Yeah. And so, you know, like it, it's the same concept as like, you know, a 35 and a 45er. Yeah, there's only 10 pounds in between the weight classes, but if you met if you weighed those guys uh, you know, outside of a fight, you're talking about, you know, 20 25 pound difference between like a 35 and a 45er. So if you're talking about a 85er and a 205er, it's not 20 pounds. You might be talking 40, 45 pounds. And on on fight night, you know, blockowitz might be, you know, 230, and you got Izzy who, you know, was 200, maybe 200 max, you know, and he wasn't cutting yeah, any weight. Yeah. So it's like, you know, he was weighing underweight. So like, I think that was the only chink in his armor. But I think it just had to do with size, you know. And uh, but I think with you know him fighting Whitaker again. When you've beaten somebody, especially when you've finished them, that's in their mind. It doesn't matter. like, And and on both sides, you know, for Izzy, it's a a confidence thing. And for Whitaker, it's it's the opposite. You know, he's like, fuck, man, this guy already beat me once. It's not like he's fighting a new guy. He's fighting a guy who already fucks him up, and he's probably walking across. When he sees him, he's going to be like, God, this guy again? And Izzy's got the confidence, like, man, I already fucking buried this guy once. I could do it again. So I think you got to go with Izzy in that sense. If it was like – if they hadn't fought before, I think it would be a bit closer. But who knows? You know, Whitaker's a tough son of a bitch, too. So, uh, you know, anything can happen. We're playing a game of inches, so you, you never know what's going to happen. But I, I, I do yeah. have his young Yeah, And then in, in the K mate event, obviously, um, Ty, Tui Vasa, the tie Tui, the,
0: two, the shoe-y, um, against another big hitter, Derek Lewis. I mean, it can, it can be finished by one punch from either one of these contenders. Um, do you have a favorite in that?
1: Yeah, you know, um, with the Black Beast, uh he's always kind of surprising people and i think he surprised a lot of people by getting as as deep into the division as he has and it, it has done so well but i gotta give it uh to Tai Tu avasa because he just has that like speed you know and he's kind of a soft looking dude but he he's quick on his feet and uh he's fast for the weight class and i think the black beast uh is powerful for the weight class and he's and he's surprisingly fast for himself but I don't think he's fast for the weight class. So I think uh, right. Ty Kibasa, uh is going to get it done. Um, I don't know if he's going to finish him, but I think he just has the speed to beat, to beat Black Beast.
0: Well, there you go. Coming from the man himself. And um, it's, I'm really looking forward to this weekend. I was really looking forward to having this chat with you today. Um, didn't go down how it was going to go down yesterday, but I really <laughs> do appreciate you coming on. I, I know this is your uh, personal time. So once again,
1: brother, I thank you so much for coming on and having a chat. Oh, yeah, Marcus. I really appreciate it, man. It's, no, it's not out of my way at all, man. I'm just hanging out at home. And uh, we'll definitely
0: have to get you down in the studio. We've got a great studio here in Vegas, and we'll, we'll bring Jason House and the boys, and we'll feed you some Australian meat pies. Have you had an Aussie meat pie before?
1: I haven't. Uh, I'm going to hook you up. Hell, yeah. Let's go. Hey, listen, Juicy J. Thank you, my brother. Hey, no worries, Marcus. I really appreciate you having me on. And uh, anytime you want to have me on, just let me know, and I'm 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 totally down for it.
0: Let's do it. Thank you very
1: much, guys. Hey, there you go, the Marcus Deegan Show.
0: We did it, and thank you very much to Juicy J for coming on. And we'll talk to you soon, guys. Peace. For sure.
1: Hey, have a good one, Marcus. The Marcus Deegan Show. <laughs>